Guys, people around the world have been fascinated by dragons for centuries. They've been portrayed as lucky, as evil, as dangerous, as saviors, as mythical, and as real. So what's the truth about dragons? Are they history or are they myth? Did you know the word dragon is actually mentioned in the Bible numerous times? It's in Nehemiah chapter 2, it's in Psalm chapter 91, it's in Isaiah 27 and Isaiah 51, it's in Jeremiah 51, it's in Ezekiel chapter 29, it's in Revelation 12, 13, 16, and chapter 20. And so you got to ask yourself, why? I mean, what's up with dragons? Well, this last Saturday, I got to spend a little bit of time at the beautiful beaches of Pensacola, Florida. They're amazing. They're with my family, and I took a little time away to go ask people what they thought. Do they think dragons are history, or do they think they are myth? Here's what they said. So we're asking people about dragons. Are they history or myth? Give me your thoughts on the idea of dragons. What do you think? I think dragons are myth. Complete myth. I, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I think that dragons are magical. I've seen a lot of shows on like dinosaurs and dragons, and I want to believe that dragons are also real, but I don't think I've seen enough evidence to like, prove to myself that dragons were alive at some point. I'd say they're, they're myths that everybody loves. I think they're a myth. I think like like maybe back in the day, you know, like there wasn't much evidence for things, so you know people might have mistaken like dragons for something else that you know we see all the time. What makes you come to that conclusion? I've never seen one. He said, I've never seen one, so you know, and he was pretty old. Matter of fact, um, James, was that his name? He's only got a few months to live, so pray for James. Uh, so after I asked him that, I ended up talking to him a little bit about in, of, of information. I'll share that later. Well, I, I ended up going out on my Instagram and throwing a poll up on Instagram and asking the question about dragons. Do you believe they're history or do you believe that they're mythical? And apparently the people on my Instagram page have more faith than a lot of people that I met on the street or they're more educated or less educated I don't know, when it comes to dragons, because when I asked this question, more than 80% of them said they're real history. They're part of history. And I want to find out today, are, are they right? Are they wrong? Wh who's right in this? By the way, we've got some great giveaways for you guys. Uh, there's a book that discusses dinosaurs and dragons and really gets into it. It's called Dinosaurs, Marvel of God's Design. Uh, really, uh, Dr. Tim Clary did a great job of, of going through this, and it, this is a great, great book. So this is uh, from our friends, Master Books. Again, we want to say thank you to you guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, Master Books, we're going to give away a copy of this book, actually multiple. We're going to email it to you so you get it right away, uh, and it'll help you understand uh, the truth about dinosaurs and the truth about dragons a little bit better. If you want a free copy of this book, all you have to do is type into the comments the name of any movie that you've seen that had a dragon in it. 
anyone you want, and then follow it with, and I want that book. The ladies right over there in that office are picking out a winner as you type. So the name of a dinosaur or name of a movie you've seen that has a dragon in it, and you need to comment, I want that book. And if you want brownie points, I promise they care about this. Brag on them, tell them how good they are, and then also tell them where you're watching from and anything else you think will help them pick your name. I'll let you figure that out, all right? So we're gonna give away those books in just a few minutes. Um, comment now, all right? I want that book and the name of a dinosaur or dra- movie you've seen with a dragon in it. And I got a, we got another bonus today, guys. We are also giving away something to everybody watching, but I'll have to tell you about that in just a minute. So tell you about that in just a minute, all right? Uh, Hey, Creation Today partners out there. Thank you guys. I see you guys on here watching with me. I appreciate that. Those of you joining me live here. Hey, a couple shout outs. We got John from Ohio, a Creation Today partner, Steve from Oklahoma, and Victoria from Arizona, I just want to personally say thank you for seeing the big picture of what's happening in our world and being involved at the foundational level. Creation versus evolution. Did God create the heavens and the earth or did we evolve and helping us get the truth that God created the heavens and the earth out there to a world that desperately, desperately needs it. Hey, for those of you joining us on our YouTube channel, we're just starting to grow this. We spent years not doing anything on YouTube, just starting to get it going again. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Feel free to hit that like, that subscribe, and that notification bell. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, To those of you on Facebook, thank you guys for hanging out with me and Instagram. I love you guys. I got to tell you, out of all the platforms right now, I'm most into Instagram. That's the one I'm kind of on the most. So thank you guys for hanging out and following both Eric Hovind and Creation today. We really appreciate it. And to all of our new podcast listeners, yes, I watch every Tuesday, or excuse me, every Thursday, Tuesday. Amanda, when do we release that? Anyway, I, I, I watch every either Tuesday or Thursday. We're getting it all figured out here. When do we release and watch you guys downloading the show? So I appreciate it. If you can give it a good rating or a bad rating, whatever you feel like, but good ones help. We'd appreciate that and, uh, and just want to thank you guys. Hey, if you're just watching and you take a screenshot of you watching this webinar or take a selfie of you guys watching it, I know some of you guys got small groups and Sunday school classes that watch our webinars with our experts. We appreciate that. Uh, send us an email, erichovind at creationtoday.org, or just throw it up on social media, hashtag creation today. By the way, we're going to have a great conversation today about dragons or the history of myth. I want you to know that a lot of our show topics actually come from viewers just like you. So if you've got an idea, something you've always wondered about, or something you think would make a great topic, or you have someone that you think I should interview for the show please don't hesitate to let me know that. Leave a comment in the chat or send me an email, ericovind at creationtoday.org, and I'll appreciate that. And by the way, since social media is not always reliable, I would love for you to sign up for our email list. Uh, that allows us, no matter what, to get in touch with you. Uh, you know, social media went down a couple of weeks ago, and you just never know what's going to happen in the future with that, with where everything's going. So this would give us the ability to directly contact you if you'd like us if you would allow us to do that, we'd love to have that. Just go to creationtoday.org forward slash sign up and you can uh, sign up to be on our email list. That way we're not going to lose a connection if social media goes down. Guys, my guest today, uh, Dave Wetzel, is incredible. He earned his physics and engineering degree from Bob Jones University. Then he went on and got his master's degree in biological sciences 
from Clemson University. He's a successful businessman. He's now affectionately known as Dino Dave. Uh, Dave works tirelessly full-time as a researcher, an author, uh, a creation science speaker, a debater, an educator. He has an emphasis in cryptozoology. Some of you don't even know what that is. We'll tell you in a minute. And it's, it's this interest in cryptozoology that has led him to co-authoring different books, uh, including The Chronicles of Dinosauria, which is a fantastic look at dinosaurs and dragons around the world. And this is what's so cool about him. Not only does he research him, he does the research by going to the places. So cryptozoology, I want to get into. I want to find out where all he's been. Dino Dave, thanks for hanging out with me, buddy. Hey, Eric. God bless you. So good to be able to join with you guys and with your audience again. It's exciting to be able to talk about this topic. It's a topic that's in Hollywood's interest and in the games and the movies. Dragons. And I love the way you put it there. Dragons. Are they mythical or are they historical? So I'm excited about this today. Well, I, you just better have an answer for us by the end of this. That's all I care. Okay. I want to know. I want another two. So here I got, here's what I got. I know that you've traveled to uh, Madagascar, Cambodia, Patagonia, Antarctica, um, Australia, Zambia, Peru, uh, where's the one that's uh, Pop Papua New Guinea? That's a big one. Yeah, um, you you've been all over researching the idea of dinosaurs, dragons throughout history and and currently, uh, like right. like as far as possibility of dinosaurs still alive, which is what cryptozoology is, right? Right, right. Well, really, cryptozoology is looking for hidden animals, that is, creatures that haven't yet been proven to exist by science, by biologists, and so it could be a plant, it could be an insect. But of course, the exciting thing would be to find a living dinosaur. Wow. Okay, so I want to play a little game first. Uh, I want to find out you versus everybody else out there. So everybody else watching on our Facebook and our YouTube and those of us here, I'm going to list some movies. These movies all have dragons in them. And as I say their name, I just want you to use your fingers. You might have to end up going to two hands and three hands and the toes and stuff like that. I want you to keep track of about how many of these movies have you seen that actually have dragons in them. So just try to keep track. It's you versus Dino Dave. D Dave, I don't know how many movies you've watched not with that have dragons in them, but we're I don't have time to watch a lot of movies, Eric. I'm uh, you might so you could win this really easy, guys. You could beat <laughs> Dino Dave on your on your dragon movie uh, uh, knowledge here. So here we go. Uh, you keep track of how many you've watched. Start with an easy one. How to Train Your Dragon. And then How to Train Your Dragon 2 and How to Train Your Dragon 3 and however many there have been. Um, never Ending Story 1 or 2. Pete's Dragon, either the real one or the cartoon. Are you keeping track? Dragonheart, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 850. However many of those you think you've seen. Uh, the Hobbit, Sleeping Beauty, keeping track. Some of you are already on two hands. Mulan, Quest for Camelot, Beowulf. Reign of Fire. Oh, Jordan likes this one, my son. Maleficent. Dawn of the Dragon Slayer. Dungeons and Dragons. Chronicles of Narnia, the one that had the dragons in it. Uh, Monster Hunter. Dragon Raider. Uh, Rhea and the Last Dragon. The Dragon Crusader. The Mummy. Uh, the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Kung Fu Panda 3. Uh, the Page Master. Tom and Jerry, the Lost Dragon. Or Shrek. 
So Dave, you don't give me a goose egg on this, man. You cannot be an got, active cryptozoologist. Perfect number, Eric. I got seven on it. You got seven. That's got not seven. bad. I, I want to know if anybody out there can beat seven. Put in the comments how many you think of those you've seen, how many of those movies you've seen, because uh, there's a lot of movies out there yeah. that have dragons in them. It's it's pretty crazy. It's popular. So let's get to the bottom of this, man. What's the truth about dragons? Tell me, Dave. I want to know. So here we have this dragon. Of course, he's breathing fire, and he's got to have horns all over his head and just glowing eyes even just for – for good measure. But again, I just love the way Eric set this up. Dragons, historical, mythical, what are they? But uh, we got a few different angles we want to take on this. So here is our outline. We want to talk about dragons around the world, because this is not just an American phenomenon, right? I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon throughout history. And then we want to talk about dragons in the Bible. And then we're going to ask, are dragon descriptions even biologically plausible? Now, that's one, Eric, you may not have heard before, but as a biologist, I want to ask that question. You know, what about these tiny wings on big bodies? What about yeah. breathing fire? I mean, what about crazy horns and someone with ears and stuff? Is this plausible biologically? We want to talk about that. And then I want to wrap it up by giving you a couple of what I think are the best most historically accurate dragon stories out there. So that's that's where we're going. Dude, I love it. I love it. You're the kind of guy that with where all you've been and how much you've studied this, I could just sit here for about three hours and say, go and just <laughs> listen to the stories, man. Well, I don't know if I can cover three hours, but I could, I could go for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the movies. And, and one of the things we want to start off with is the fact that there's a lot of dragon fantasy out there where people just let their imaginations go crazy. And, and we're not talking about the kinds of dragons typically as it's portrayed by Hollywood. Uh, we're not talking about what you're going to see in some video games or what you're going to see in some of these various uh, fantasy books on, on dragons. It, all throughout history, there's been a lot of fantasy involving dragons. They fascinate people. Uh, some of the histories, even from thousands of years ago, you hear about them being having magical powers or being demonic or, or uh, being spirit beings. And, and what we're going to do, the way we're going to define dragon for this presentation, Eric, we're going to define it as a monster reptile. Okay. Now, the word dinosaur was coined by British anatomist Richard Owen. He used it in a speech in 1841. He had it in print the next year in 1842. But before that, what did they call the bones that they were digging up? They're digging up bones in the early 1800s. They're digging up Megalosaurus and Iguanodon, these dinosaur bones. Uh, you know, these large reptilian bones have been noticed by different societies even earlier than that. What did they call them? Well, they called them dragons. The great reptiles were called dragons. And so dragons is a very sober word that was used by historian, historians and scientists uh, throughout medieval Europe. And uh, that's the way we're going to use the word today. Now, I have a quote here from Carl Schucher. He's got a great book called Dragons and Natural History. And uh, in it, we see this, this quote from an evolutionist, Desmond Morris. Now, remember, he's an evolutionist, so he's not going to believe humans have ever coexisted with the great reptiles, the, you know, the dinosaurs. And so he's starting off by saying, in the world of fantastic animals... The dragon 
he kind of puts the dragon in a really unique place here. The dragon is pretty special. It's unique. No other imaginary, notice how he puts it imaginary there. No other imaginary creature has appeared in such a rich variety of forms. It is as though there was once a whole family of different dragon species that really existed. Well, what do you know, Desmond Morris? Before they mysteriously became extinct. Indeed, as recently as the 17th century, scholars wrote of dragons as though they were scientific fact. And of course, he's just given it as he sees it. Their anatomy and natural history being recorded in painstaking detail. So Desmond Morris wants you to say, okay, yeah, they're imaginary. Yeah, they're just fantastic creatures. But that's not the way that people looked at them when they wrote the kind of stories we're going to talk about today, Eric. And I got a question. Are you going to talk about uh, St. George? Yes. We'll okay, good, George. because I had a guy on my Facebook page. We put up a little post about um, about dragons, and Aaron Ra is his name. He's a, he's a, uh, he would believe in the evolution worldview, and he said... Ah, well, let me tell you, dragons are real, but they're just nothing but the Nile monitor lizard and St. George slew one in Africa. And I'm like, I want to talk about that with you. So I'm glad we're going to get into that. <laughs> well, you know, the St. George, we don't really have a, a real solid history on St. George. But here's what's interesting. The legend's out there and it became very, very popular. And of course, you have different countries. Uh, St. George is the patron saint of, of, of the British Empire, for example, the British Isles. And so it became very popular in a lot of these countries to do drawings, to do paintings, to do carvings of St. George killing a dragon. Now, whether there ever was a St. George, we really can't be 100% sure. There's just not a lot of solid history on it, or whether he ever killed a dragon or a crocodile, whatever. But here's what's interesting, Eric. The different countries knew about dragons. And so when they showed this depiction of St. George slaying the dragon, they would use different types of dragons, in some cases, flying dragons, in some cases, dragons that kind of look like crocodiles, honestly, but in some cases, some that look like dinosaurs. And so they, they kind of, and of course, King George, uh, St. George looks different in all these as well. Uh, he, you know, depending on, uh, we have black St. George's, white St. George's, all kinds of tall, short, you know, sometimes <laughs> horseback, sometimes a foot. Uh, but yeah, it's a very popular motif in the art of medieval Europe. Well, here's one of the points I want uh, all of your viewers to be able to get, and that is dragons and dragon stories, dragon legends, dragon reports come from every single nation. Now, this is uh, interesting. Again, it's not uh, a Christian source, but Carl Lindahl in the World Book Encyclopedia uh, says dragon was the name given to the most terrible monsters of the ancient world. Dragons did not really exist, but most people believed in them. The dragons of legend are strangely like actual creatures that have lived in the past. They are much like the great reptiles which inhabited the earth long before man is supposed to have appeared on earth. Every country had them in its mythology. So the point is the dragons are all over the world. And I'm going to give you just a little survey of some of the key hotspots where there's some pretty cool dragon reports. Nice. But pretty much every nation had reports of dragons. I want, to, I want to see some of those, man. Hit me. Can you do that now? Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do those. So maybe you've heard of the Apocrypha. Uh, yep. It's some books that existed between the Old Testament and the New Testament. They appear in some Bibles, mostly the Catholic Bible. Uh, but the Protestants, evangelicals would not hold that they're inspired. It doesn't mean that they were completely fictional. They maybe have some accurate elements in them. 
Uh, and particularly there's a report of Daniel, the prophet, while he was in Babylon, and he killed a dragon. And this doesn't just come from the apocryphal book, but actually uh, a pretty good historical source is the poet Israel Najara uh, from 1555 to 1625. So he lived, he's an old dude, lived a long time ago. But he tells the story in Babylon, how they're worshiping a dragon. And Daniel promised that he could kill the dragon without the aid of a sword. And so he does it by making up this kind of uh, uh, cakes, these baking together pitch, fat, hair, makes up these cakes that cause a dragon to burst asunder when he eats them. And so we have, again, some pretty interesting depictions, not all terribly realistic or great. But <laughs> <laughs> this is That's that what I, it looked like. This one that yeah. I happen to find out there. But, here, but here's the point. We have dragon stories from the Middle East. And there's others. There's others. There's some from Persia and uh, from other places there in the Middle East. But that's just one. But then we could uh, talk about the dragons that are painted. And you had this as one of your trivia questions up there on the walls of Babylon. So we get a little tie in here between this account from this poet, uh, Israel, and also these walls, which we have in Germany in a museum, walls from 600 BC. And we have the Sarush, this, these uh, scaled, clawed, fork-tongued, really cool-looking uh, dragons that have, you know, a, kind of a scrawny tail, but otherwise kind of a dinosaurian look about them. Wow. And, and these dragons are depicted with uh, lions, correct? So it's, it's not like a, a right. real, a lion is a real one, and that was just mythical. Yeah. We think that that was probably a real creature at that time that they knew about. Right, right. So again, we're talking about 600 BC. So this is a long time ago, but we believe some of these creatures are still around and they were known to Babylon, which, I mean, Babylon was the big empire in those days. And they, they had couriers going everywhere. They had a huge sprawling empire. They could have captured one of these things, put it in a cave as a novelty creature. And the reports say that it was actually being worshipped at that time. Oh, wow. So that's the Middle East. Now let's go Far East. Uh, and you allude to this a little bit in your introduction, yeah. but China. China is the oldest mm. intact civilization in the world. And the earliest dragon references is from uh, ancient cemetery. I may not be saying this right. If there's a Chinese person in the audience, I apologize. But I'm going to say Shishupa Cemetery in Henan province. And uh, here we have these human skeletons along with these white shells that are placed in such a way that they form a dragon and also a tiger. Uh, here's what's fascinating about this, Eric. This is actually, uh, you know, a long time ago. This is a few thousand years. This is really probably not too far after the Tower of Babel when the early Chinese arrive in that area that is now China. And so the, the thought of the skeptics, of the evolutionists, is that, well, someone concocted an idea of a great reptile and then it evolved over many, many thousands of years into the dragon of Chinese lore today. But look at that thing. Look at that picture. It's there. pretty similar to, to what they're drawing today. It's pretty much exactly the same. So the dragon concept did not evolve, which would be the case if it was based on a real creature. You try to keep it as close to that accurate depiction. I'm not saying there might not be some embellishments over the years and people would tell some stories and, you know, maybe add some, you know, head decorations or whatever. But yeah, you're right. It's pretty much what you would see today in modern Chinese dragon depictions. Now, we know that there was, uh, in 1611, the Chinese emperor appointed the post the royal dragon feeder. 
That's so crazy. why do you have to have a royal dragon feeder if you don't have dragons? Uh, and we have histories of different Chinese families raising dragons, using their blood for medicines, using their eggs. Uh, the Emperor Yu the Great used dragons to pull his chariot. Uh, so this is historical reports. Uh, for example, the book, The Dragon in China and Japan is, is one of those sources. Uh, how about the Zodiac? Everybody knows about hey, the Zodiac, And you're right? saying... You're saying these are th those are real the stories of them pulling them then them feeding them these it's are history. in their history not they're, as they're, mythology yeah. it's like that's literal that's their Chinese history it's real right yeah it's treated as real history it's treated and, as real history and do we know I mean so uh, this guy and I'll, I'll bring the slides up in just a minute but he says oh those are those are little lizards you know those are monitor lizards maybe or the nile monitor lizard like you know they get up to like six feet long you know is maybe seven feet long is that what we're talking about or is it like no 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 this isn't i mean you don't you're not scared to death of one of those you know well it, I'll, I'll give you some more reports here in just a little bit but the nile monitor doesn't match up real well to the dragons that the uh, chinese are, are drawing i mean even that one i just showed you from the cemetery that's its true legs drop straight down like a dog or a horse. That's not the way the, uh, the, the, the lizards, like a monitor lizard would be, or even an iguana. There's, there's large lizards today, but they're belly draggers. They're, they're dragging their belly along the ground and their legs are kind of sprawled out to the side. And so that's a fundamental difference between things like tuataras and lizards that we have today, or even crocodiles and the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are very different. Their legs go straight down and that's the way you're going to watch that as we show through the different dragon depictions. That's the way the ancients showed the dragon. Okay. Now, how about the Zodiac? Everybody's eating at a Chinese restaurant, right? You yeah. got to find out, uh, hey, hey, you were born in this particular year and, you know, all this type of thing. And uh, so we have these 12 different signs of the Zodiac. And now every one of them is a real animal, right? The pig, the ox, the chicken, you know, all these are real animals, the snake. But why would they put a mythical animal, the dragon, in there? Well, the answer is, I don't think it was mythical, Eric. I think that they were real, just like all the other ones. They knew of this creature, and that's why they included it in their Chinese zodiac. So all 12 real animals, dragon being a real historical animal, according to Chinese. Yeah. yeah I wish I was a dragon. I'm not. But maybe somebody in your audience was born in the right year and they actually are a dragon. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous. Yes. <laughs> well, the interpretation of dinosaurs and dinosaur eggs that you see there as dragons goes back more than 2,000 years in Chinese culture. They were regarded as sacred, as symbols of power. And in fact, a lot of really cool uh, artifacts, a lot of you know, wonderful fossils have been ground up to powder to be used in Chinese medicines over the years, because people believe, you know, these are these are dragons. The dinosaur bones are dragon bones. The dinosaur eggs are dragon eggs. Now, I've got a couple of dinosaur eggs. Excuse me here, just a minute. Yeah, these, these are actual dinosaur eggs right here. Can y'all see that from Hunan Province in China? And if you look real close, you can kind of see some of the calcification broken. It looks a little bit like the shells. You know, and of course it's all mineralized, it's really heavy, but they find these, I mean, up in Mongolia and the Gobi Desert, they just lots and lots of these. And so this tradition is that these were the dragon eggs. So they really do put dragons and dinosaurs as the same thing. It's just dinosaur is the new word since they've been quote rediscovered. Big, big equal sign. 
Big equals sign, dinosaur equals dragon. Wow. Well, let's talk about China just a little more because China is the oldest intact civilization. They've got some of the best histories of ancient times. And uh, one of the cool things is the first Europeans to go there began to bring back reports about dragons. Here's Marco Polo. And of course, Marco Polo travels through China at some length and he discusses the province of Karajan and reports on huge serpents, which on the front side, their forepart have two short legs, each with three claws. The jaws are wide enough to swallow a man. The teeth are large and sharp. Their whole appearance is so formidable that neither a man nor any kind of animal can approach them without terror. Now, that's a quote from Marco Polo. You can get Marco Polo's book, The Travels of Marco Polo. It's still out. They're still in print today. It's pretty fascinating. A lot of details of China, but he talks about these dragons. Now, interestingly enough, if you're going to make up stories, you might not make up a story about a two-legged dragon. And yet we're going to find that that two-legged dragon motif is in uh, South America. You see it in uh, also in Mexico in the Acambro figurines. And you also see it in some of the dragon histories of Europe that we'll talk about in a little bit. Dude. Well, there's a example of a Chinese dragon. Uh, it's a dragon statue. And this is an artifact I was able to buy on the antiquities market in New York City. So I'm holding the real deal in my hand. Dude. But you see the kind of really kind of gnarly head crest and then this horn, you see the striations. I don't know how well that can come out on the cam, but the striations there on the horn, you see the scale pattern throughout the body. Uh, you see some of these spikes on the tail there. And again, this tridactyl, tridactyl, three toes uh, there. What is this thing? Well, some people say it's a composite animal. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but the Chinese did a pretty good job of a lot of their drawings and a lot of their statues. And this looks quite about quite a bit like an oviraptor. You've got the beak, you've got the tridactyl feet, uh, the tails maybe a little bit on the skimpy side. But here's one of the things you got to keep in mind: Walk, when you see these depictions, typically the artists, whether it's somebody that's making a bronze, like in this case, or painting or carving, didn't see the creatures. It's some hunter, it's some explorer, it's some adventurer that brings back the story, draws it out as best they can remember. And then the artist turns it into some kind of a piece that we have today. And so sometimes you're going to get some, some variation and you got to give them a little bit of artistic license. I challenge you, try this sometime. Take a real good look at a dinosaur, close the book and draw it. <laughs> Here's an even better one, Eric. Try this because you're, 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 you're good. You know dragons, you know dinosaurs. Try this. Look at it in the book, close the book, describe it to somebody, <laughs> then draw it. What would That's we come up with? <laughs> no doubt. Okay, here's another one. This is uh, a Shang Dynasty. You're talking 1766 BC, way, way thousands of years before we're digging up dinosaurs. Uh, note the scale-like patterns, the beak, the dermal frill, really close to the Sarlophis dinosaur. Uh, a great depiction in jade there by these folks there in that Shang Dynasty. I've got the original on this one too. This is cool. Look Dude. at this guy here. How many pieces have you collected? Oh, man, I love this stuff. Love this stuff. So I'm not just a cryptozoologist. I go places to check out dragon reports. Uh, in fact, I got a book, a new book coming out here pretty soon. We'll talk about it in a little bit. That's going to talk about dragon drawings and some of these things. So this is fun stuff for me. But this is Hongshan. Now we're talking way back, ancient, 3000 BC plus. And they made a lot of these jade dragon statues. You can uh, see them out there if you Google it. Uh, but looks an awful lot like 
sauropod dinosaur. So that's, we've seen the Middle East. Now we've seen the Far East. Now let's talk about medieval Europe. In medieval Europe, they're starting to go out, they're exploring the ships, the sailing ships are getting further out. And on the edges of the known area, they put on a lot of the maps, here be dragons. And so the reports are coming back and there's dragons out there. It they're sounds getting... very piratey when you say it, by the way. It's very, very, very pirate well, here. Well, look at look at the picture there. I almost wish I could zoom up on it, but that is one big uh, marine dragon. He's taking on a whole ship. Yeah, <laughs> and he's red. You know, some of this stuff again, maybe a little bit of artistic license or some drama there for the map. But uh, you see some of the other kind of uh, monster creatures there on, on some of these maps. Yeah, they certainly weren't treating these as mythological or as a monitor lizard. I mean, they weren't, they were treating these as, as some kind of reptilian monster, like, like yeah. bigger than the, the lizards that we have today anywhere in the world. Right, and keep in mind that word dragon is kind of a general word, right? So it's not just a dinosaur, right? Dinosaurs are land creatures. Uh, so when they have in the middle of the ocean, here be dragons, Obviously, they're talking about dragons in a more general sense to cover it may be dinosaurian creatures, the flying dragons, the walking dragons, the swimming dragons. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Hey, um, I know we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do something real quick. I'm going to stop your screen share so people can see. Can you hold up because it'll be a lot bigger now. Hold up that last jade image, uh, that jade one that you have the original of. I mean, that, that's, that's incredible. And this is from several thousand years ago. Right. Unbelievable, unbelievable. The answer to the question, are dragons history or myth? It comes down on the side of history. Right. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, I, I wanna talk to you about, I know we still gotta get into, we got North America, we got several continents we wanna go through that have depictions of dragons, dinosaurs on them. I wanna talk about dinosaurs in the Bible. And you told me there's some really interesting things in the fossil record, like my fossil dinosaur toe bone right here. You said there's stuff in the fossil record that seems to depict and show some science behind the ideas of dragons. So I want to get to that. But first, I want to give away this book, uh, Dinosaurs, Marvels of God's Design, a great book. And the ladies in the office over there should have picked uh, somebody out. Let me see who they got here. All right. Again, our, our book is uh, sponsored by Master Books. We're so thankful for them. They've got some incredible homeschooling material and some of the most... Um, creation production ever done for, for books and things like that. Uh, so this book is available at the Creation Store if you don't win. But uh, today we've got, looks like they're giving away this book to four of our partners, Robert in New Jersey, Shane in Alaska, Mariah in Wyoming, and Andrew in the United Kingdom. Hey, thanks for watching over there, bud. Uh, on the Creation Today Facebook page, oh, they didn't pick anybody. Oh, I'm so sorry. Genesis Movie Facebook page. Uh, Northern Hopeful, NH in Canada, Northern Hopeful. I guess that's what you have as your name there. Uh, on the YouTube channel, Shadow Raid Legend. That sounds like a gamer's name. I gotta be real honest with you. Shadow Raid Legend from Illinois. You are the winner on YouTube of that book. And we got another thing that we're gonna be doing, giving something away to everybody. Uh, we go into dinosaurs on session number four of Beginnings. So we're giving this away to absolutely everybody. All you got to do is go to the creation store. Actually, the ladies are going to put the link in the chat to this right here. It's beginning session four. 
Uh, so it'll be in the in the link right there. All you got to do is add that to your cart and use the coupon code DRAGONS. Make sure you can spell it correctly, and it will knock that down to nothing. Everybody out there can have session number four of beginnings. We want you to have that. By the way, I asked Chandler to go to the warehouse and see how many different resources do we have on dinosaurs and dragons. Chandler, what'd you come up with? Wow. Uh, creationists have produced a lot of information on dragons and dinosaurs over the last 50 years. So a lot of these are newer, including Dave's book, Chronicles of Dinosauria, which by the way, Dave, when you came out with this, I thought it was amazing. You've done a great job with this. Chandler, thank you for getting all of that out of the warehouse for me. I appreciate it. Okay. Can you go put it all back, please? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so cool to see how much stuff is out there and all the different resources out there. By the way, you do want to get on our email list because I heard Chronicles of Dinosauria is going to be slightly discounted uh, coming up soon. We're going to send out an email that has that one for a very special price. Um, hey, also wanted to let you know before I let you guys go on social media, uh, I'm wearing one of our new shirts. We got some great new t-shirts out there uh, available at the Creation Store. So if you want to go under our the apparel category on the store, there's some great stuff. And uh, on September 23rd, we launched our 100-day challenge asking people, how do you plan on impacting eternity in the last 100 days of 2021? As of right now today, there are 80 days left. The challenge is still there. What have you done in the last 20 days, and what will you do for the next 80 days that's going to impact eternity? And if you're not doing much this year, I want to give you an opportunity to partner with Creation today and allow us together to reach more people. Our websites and our social media are reaching people around the world every single day. And it can only happen because people like you partner with a ministry like ours to make this happen. And we would be honored to partner with you to have your hands and your feet reaching around the world through Creation Today. You can go to creationtoday.org forward slash partner to learn more about that. Next week, before I kick you off here, next week, oh my goodness, how do you help skeptics see the truth? I'm going to be talking to Pastor Rick McGue, who spent 36 years as a pastor, and then went, oh my goodness, I need to get out there and do teaching on apologetics the church doesn't have it going on. They don't have it figured out. We've got to help skeptics. We've got to help people that are questioning see the truth. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week. We're going to continue this conversation. If you want to be a part of this, you can go to creationtoday.org. You can become a partner and you get access to everything we do. Just our thank you for seeing the big picture and partnering with us. We love it and we love our partners. So thank you. We'll see you guys next week unless you want to jump over to the partner page.